Hello, friends. Welcome back. My name is Octavia, and this is my astrology podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I am recording from the Northern Hemisphere. Travel is such a humbling experience. There's so much to be said about it. I mean, it mandates simplicity, and it also highlights my own uh, attachments, my own tendencies, my, you know, what I'm clinging to and what's serving me and what isn't. And, you know, there's a lot of um, lessons I've really been appreciative of and reflecting upon in my travels from one hemisphere to the other. And while I do get tremendous benefit from understanding what's happening in the sky with the planets, uh, there's also much to be learned here on planet Earth, of course, to integrate those lessons. So I'm going to speak a bit more about that as well today. And also about the overall forecast of this new moon in Cancer is going to be really lovely. There are some things that are quite heated and pointed and perhaps edgy around this new moon, uh, but they are all certainly influences that can be worked with and channeled and uh, utilized. So I'm going to speak more to that. And this ancient sense of light and dark and one of the biggest um one of the biggest adjustments that i've experienced in arriving here in the northern hemisphere in the middle of summer is that it gets dark at 9 p.m. here and in byron bay where i just came from it gets dark at 5 p.m. so it's amazing how much just this sense of light and dark and our circadian rhythms are so refined in their attunement with this planet and with the luminaries, with the sun and the moon. And so for me, I'm really feeling this lunation cycle um, quite directly in my body, I think more so than perhaps I usually do. But I think that this is something we can all tune into and this moment of a pinnacle point in either the summer in the northern hemisphere or the winter, this bottoming out, uh, this lowering and descending into the dark or, you know, the internal in the southern hemisphere. There is much to be um, gained and gleaned from this pause that we can take depending on where we are located. And there's something about traveling that really has reminded me of the importance of having a new perspective on things and, you know, packing up stuff and there's the weight limit, you know, to luggage, there's these, it's all very Saturnian, isn't it? Um, you know, you can only have a certain amount of ounces of liquid on in your carry-on and all those things, and it's all quite arbitrary, really. They're just there to serve as guidelines to keep us all, you know, 
uh, unified and consistent in what we're showing up with and safe. And I think that um, there is, it's interesting to notice where our reactions are to what uh, in this moment. And for myself, uh, especially because traveling can be very um, stressful, <laughs> it can be very activating and unpredictable. You know, it takes a certain amount of surrender to circumstance. It's very humbling in that way because, you know, we, we don't have our stuff. We don't have our security. We don't have our usual stuff that makes us feel okay. And so we have to access different parts of ourselves to recruit those feelings uh, separate from the material realm somewhat. And considering this, I've really been interested in and looking at what parts of myself I can find a, a shallowness or not shallow, but of the surface. So, you know, and this is very Venus and Gemini. It's like, how much can I commit to the quality of what's on the surface and see it as something that can reflect what is uh, on a deeper level at essence? And, you know, even in small interactions, it's like you see people traveling, you only see them in passing. And I think of course, because of this, it's very easy to be rude. It's very easy to be shitty with folks that you don't have to see later. <laughs> and so, you know, it's very easy to be grumpy and to take it out on people who are in your path, in our path as we travel. But, you know, the more that I am in situations where I can reflect upon my own nature, my own tendencies and getting upset and reactive, I suppose, you know, being predominantly fire and air myself, it's always good to bring it back to within. And it's like, okay, well, what's actually going on here? Like, what am I really, what am I upset about? Like, what am I, is it really, is this really necessary for this person to be receiving the response I'm giving them? And I think in this moment, you know, because the sun's going to be squaring Jupiter and Aries, sun and Cancer is going to be squaring Jupiter and Aries pretty much for the full week, like leading up to this new moon uh, on Tuesday, the 28th of June. And so I think it is a helpful aspect for checking in and saying like, is this, does this actually feel good to be reacting or responding this way based on what I feel is true and that I want now, like is actually observing the effect that we have on others as a place of self-responsibility instead of blaming. And this is certainly easier said than done, but I have really been working with this intention as I've returned to my home state. And I've just found it to be quite a powerful practice to lead with more uh, compassion and, and kindness and 
there's certainly moments where this eludes me uh, to be sure, but as long as I can give myself what I know I need on a basic level um, in terms of food and rest uh, and sleep, good quality sleep and quality food and quiet time in between whatever it is I'm doing to allow for me to prepare for the next thing. If I can do these little simple things to keep myself topped up, then it's a lot easier to be nice, you know? It's a lot easier to move through these transitions. And after the eclipses we experienced last month, there's no doubt been some some deep disruption to our lives on one level or another. And so it is a time where, as I said, traveling mandates simplicity, but we're living in a time where we must simplify our lives. There's no other way around it because there are systems in place that are failing us each day and financially and economically structurally, politically, and so forth. So the more that we can find what it is that we need that makes us feel good and nourished and supported and um, our cup can actually feel full by giving ourselves these certain things. And this is what this new moon in Cancer is all about. And Leading up to it, because we've got the sun moving into Cancer pretty much exactly a week before the new moon, and then Venus going into Gemini, it's just going to be easier to feel into how to connect to this, right? And with Jupiter and Aries, um, it's already been in Aries for a while now, a couple of months. And since Jupiter's been in Aries, everything is a bigger and hotter. There's more gas to direct things at or there's more gassed up energy behind things and that's fine but as long as we know what's initiating it and where it's coming from because it's kind of like using a blowtorch to light a birthday candle <laughs> or just using a blowtorch it's, it's like using something that is not very precise but that's very powerful and so we have to funnel these influences back through our lived experiences, back through how we feel and what that shows up as, what that looks like for us, and then be guided by that. And then we can get as big as we want once we have that understanding and alignment within ourselves. And so understanding the difference between what is on the surface and what's more substantial. Because if we can do that within ourselves, we can see that externally as well and be less pulled and less affected by the fluctuations that are happening around us. And we aren't as susceptible to being disrupted by circumstance and change. This cancer is ruled by the moon. So the moon is the ruler of this new moon. <laughs> and because it is in a square to Jupiter, which is in a sextile to Venus as well, basically this just means there's a lot of connectivity here. Um, there's a lot that we can access 
in this moment of restoration and nourishment and self-care to say, what do I need to do? What do I need to put in place? Who do I need to talk to about it? Um, what does it need to look like? And we will have all of that really fall into place. Like we will have that clarity, that access, that understanding to synthesize those things um, that come from our own internal realm that no one else can decide for us, that we have to actually feel into and embody and um, clarify for ourselves. And I think it's going to be quite easy to do that for this lunation coming up. The last thing I wanted to mention is that after this new moon on the 28th, well, on the 29th through, so the Wednesday through the Saturday, this July 2nd, Mars is going to be in a square to Pluto. So it's going to be really important to solidify what it is you need for this new moon moving forward, because with Mars squaring Pluto, it's going to be a bit of a power struggle. Like, you know, it's going to be we're going to get tested on what we've set up for ourselves and what we've decided. So intentions around this new moon, around what you're bringing through and creating for yourself and putting in place to support yourself and whatever that looks like uh, with your community, your support structure, because right after this new moon with Mars squaring Pluto, yeah, like I said, we'll get we're going to get checked, which is fine. Um it'll be a good test to see how we've done, like what we've and you know, this is a constant process that we're in of editing and refining, tuning in, um changing things up. So it doesn't have to be perfect, right? And our needs change, and that's okay for us to need different things at different times. There's a lot of identity around especially here in the U.S., it's phenomenal how many things <laughs> have an identity around them. And I'm not just talking about, like, I'll give you an example, like the spinach. Like, I bought organic spinach um, this week, and I think it was called Organic Girl Spinach. And it was just interesting to think back about, like, you know, Popeye eating spinach being this very masculine, hyper-masculine, um, calcium-deficient character, <laughs> like sailor, like the epitome of, you know, uh, with some kind of, I don't know, seems like brain damage um, from being calcium deficient, but still that being this hyper-masculinized archetype, I suppose, if you will. So, and that now to get organic spinach, it is identified with a girl, which is uh, just fascinating to me because, you know, it's a, it's a little bit, the identity stuff is not nearly as loud in Australia. There is, it does exist, but here it's really striking to see how much identity is attached to things. And this goes back to this quality, this discernment between what is on the surface and what's actually a substance beneath it. It's like, I want this organic spinach because when I eat it, I know I feel really good from eating it. It's like rocket fuel. Like I feel better, you know, et cetera. But 
you know, it takes a bit of like, I don't really care. Like, I don't know, organic girl isn't really my jam <laughs> as such, but whatever. Like, this is the thing that I know makes me feel good. Like, so I'm going to get it. I think those are the things that we can tune into. And it's it's not just like an external thing. It's like, you know, the material surface level things in life are very bound up in who we are and, and who we think we are in our identity. And I've spoken to this in previous episodes, but as we continue to evolve, it's like, it can be very easy to hang on to habits and to hang on to certain things that validate a sense of self uh, for us on the surface. And this is a great moment to check in and say, uh, is this thing that I'm requiring now, <laughs> is this still me? Like, is this still what I need? I mean, not even, is this still me? Like, who cares about that? It's like, I mean, sure. If you want to have that line of inquiry, but I think what is more um, helpful in this moment in terms of what the astrology is supporting is like, is this what I need now in this moment? Is this still serving me to do this in this way and to be, um, to continue having this in my life in this way, or is it time to change? Um, so those are the kinds of questions I think that are well worth asking at this time. And with the Mars squaring Pluto, this is, um, similar to what I've said in the past about, you know, we've just experienced the, um, Mercury squaring Saturn uh, several times over the course of April, end of April through May. And it's one of those aspects, those influences where it's great to frame it as, am I connected to my own power? And am I being led by that? Like, am I leading with my power? Or is someone using their power to control me, to overrule me, to dominate me, or is this structure, is this, and you know, Pluto can be, it can be under the surface, right? It can be a power structure that is unseen. And so when we're working with these unseen realms, we it's important to remember that we do have the ability to access them and shift them into a dynamic that we prefer or that is now going to be of benefit. And this is uh, why tuning in for this new moon to what we're feeling and needing and what we're setting up for ourselves will uh, really prime us for this uh, Mars-Pluto influence that'll be happening directly afterward. <laughs> 